Okay, so episode seven of the podcast, we're joined by Paul Hurry. Nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Not at all. This is the the benefit of the PGA show. You know, we're sure. other sides of the pond uh, and, and we don't get a chance to get face to face. We chat sure. on the phone from time to time, but this uh, the, the PGA show affords us the opportunity to do this type of thing face to face. So it's really good. Oh, nice thank you. you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Not at all. So well, we've been using your software at TXG. Uh, previously, I've used it at other facilities. Sure. I've been using uh, Quintic uh, there. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of how Quintic got started, the origin story of how you kind of went oh. into golf. How I got into golf? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, sort of long story short, uh, all my research was in cricket, yep. fast bowling in cricket uh, and athletics, right. uh, mainly the throwing events. So hip shoulder separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, working away uh, with the English cricket team yep. and lo and behold, one of the physios was actually working with Cordrick Harrington. Right. And that's where we, we were doing force plates and shoe design for the cricketers. And long story, and then it, it basically transpired that he, he said, I got a golfer that would be really fascinated by all this force platform data. Yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, that was the, that was the introduction. That was the segue in, amazing. Yep. Um, when was this? This would have been 2002. Okay, okay, Sorry. so you had analysis software, you were using camera you know, yep. to, to basically Analyze performance, movement-related performance. Yep. Performance and injury prevention. They right. would be the two keys okay. from a biomechanical perspective. I, I'm not a golf professional. Yeah. I had very little sort of idea of golf. Yeah. I'll be honest right from the outset. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really looking at high-speed photography, seeing what was out there. Then you start doing research into the area, and, and from a putting perspective, mm-hmm. next to nothing, to yeah. be honest. I'm going yeah. back those. Obviously, Dave Peltz. There was people. There were things, but sure. from a like a, a lit review and a scientific peer-reviewed papers, yeah, very very little. Not much going on. No. Yeah, I mean, now at the time when, when we first discovered the system, we were we were looking for for something to match what we had with TrackMan. At the sure. time, we were we were yep. starting to get very, you know, sophisticated into uh, reading club delivery and ball flight. Sure. And we, we just, at the time, we didn't have something you know, for that. So we, we actually used a, a system, an older system that was used by Nike and Tiger Woods yep. and seven camera based system. And yep. it, it looked great, but you know, it, never, it never gave us the, the ball data. Sure, uh, well, absolutely. And I suppose from, from my side, uh, Yes Golf were probably one of the first mm-hmm. to actually try and in, implement some of this technology yeah. uh, through Harold Swash. Sure. That was when I first met Harold all those years, years ago. Uh, with the C groove, yep. and literally with, with our video software, we had one putt, and then we filmed another, mm-hmm. and you'd play them side by side, and you'd synchronize them, and you'd see the difference of the half black and half white ball. Yeah. And, it, and it just went from there. Um, looking at, obviously, ball performance, and, and, and visually seeing it, to then getting it numerically. And I think there's been a, yeah, a big evolution of, yeah, just you learning more and more each day, and how, how the ball and the, and the club yeah, what matters? So how many systems have you got sort of out there now in the oh. international club fitters market? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, ooh, good couple of hundred. Yeah? Yeah, oh, for sure. And I think it started R&D. Yep. The, 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 the major manufacturers, uh, if you like, have been using it for a good number of years now. Um, again, they realized what, what, what it was able to do. I think it would cut a lot of time yeah. off their, say, a phantom camera at high sure. speed, and it would take an age for that data to get yeah. processed. Now they can hit robot testing, putt after putt after putt. Sure. 
and it all gets all gets crunched. Do you think that putting's sort of been an afterthought of of kind of uh, of, oh. of data and and in the past, you know, yeah. performance no. related data? Yeah, no question. I mean, I think nowadays people. Yeah, they're not going to buy a set of clubs without getting them fitted. Right. I think certainly that's, that's, shouldn't. We, we they that. certainly shouldn't. No, but I think that that message is yeah. is pretty clear now. But yet putters, we're still happy to go into and just pick out any old putter out of a corner of a room or wherever it may be. A hand me down from father to son, yeah. mother to daughter. That drives me crazy. Mm. <laughs> but it's it's now we're able now. I I think we're really able to prove what works what yep. doesn't work and it, it's from a coaching and a fitting perspective it's all about feedback yeah and I think that's really what the system is able to do you hit a putt there's all your data mm -hmm. and again the system doesn't care whether it's a 12 year old junior that's right a robot a major champion mm -hmm. it's it's up to you how you interpret that data yeah. to, to, to make a difference yeah. well with with working with you know putting have you seen in the last five years putter technology changed dramatically oh but yeah very much um, and I think a lot of that has been driven by the ball this and there's nothing wrong with it the obsession to hit it further and further <laughs> no problem with that whatsoever but as a result of that I've got some pretty good data to prove that the PGA Tour performance actually dropped off after the Pro V1X came out and then everybody followed yeah. suit and effectively what that was is the, the the compression time putter on ball got shorter yeah, when you look at it at 50,000 frames per second, you, the, the club and ball are in contact for a good few frames. Yeah, um, but with the harder balls, that got shorter, and basically what that did is put more emphasis on face. Mm -hmm. That makes it, a lot of the sense. The face yeah. became it, it is king. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Pelts sure. talked to he talked 83, 17, mm -hmm. 83 face, 17 path. Yeah. The, the, the data we did, it's like 92, even up to 95% now wow. on, on face. Now, what do people do to work on face? Right. I think the, the coaching and the teaching, is still, they're still obsessed with path. Yeah. Mainly because you can see it. Yeah. Right. It's very tough to see face at impact. So you, you need to, a system to measure that. So you, in going back to your, your question, I think that the manufacturers realize this. They're never going to change the golf ball, so they have to change the face. Mm -hmm. So putters for me now that are sort of older than 2012, 13, yeah. 14, but you still want to use a new ball, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. So yeah, I mean, on the ball and when we ball fit, we always you know try to give that message: it's green, it's green back. Don't worry about the driver too much. You know, sure. the driver will react fairly similarly with most golf balls now it's, yep. it's designed that way and the ball's designed that way yep. and so you know certainly with when it comes to the putting get comfortable with it is but that's a fascinating insight that that sort of contact and, and the impact and how long that lasts obviously has a as an impact on on obviously start direction start, yep. based on how long they are in contact definitely and then we're also seeing different golf balls will have different impact ratios yeah. or smash sure. factors or what, mm -hmm. what from the from the full side and having a player deliver the club exactly the same and changing balls yeah we, we did a study last year where we took 10 balls off off the tour different manufacturers mm -hmm. and you put them all through robots and there are some significant differences in how the ball comes off 
that's, I mean, that to, to the people listening will, I think, be a, a real sort of mind boggler because we spend all this time doing ball testing, which one's faster, compression, you know, everyone's worried about one or two miles an hour, that one's slow, that one's fast. Who cares? You know, if, if the launch monitor numbers are the same, launch and spin are the same, and there's a difference, there's a discrepancy in speed, you know, a bounce when it hits the fairway could be the difference to, to flip reverse that, that output. Sure, so sure. If, if there's significant data on putting, that, that's fascinating. Well, it's, that's exactly what we're doing with the system, is measuring launch, speed, yeah. and spin. Yeah. And yeah, the different inserts, the different weighting configurations, yeah. how that can influence what, what the ball does when it leaves the face. Yeah. Um, and again, it's all about consistency. So the fitting, coaching, they're, they're obviously all very intertwined, but the, the new putter technology, there's, there's some really good, I think there's some really cool stuff out there now. You're happy what you're seeing with what oh, the OEMs are delivering? 100%, yeah. yeah. And, and it's nice to being from a Quintic hat where you can go in and see mm -hmm. all the different guys sure. sort of behind the scenes and what, what's coming yeah. and what they're working on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's cool to see. A lot of the R&D labs are like for OEMs have, have your have stuff. Have all the, yeah, well. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the guys stand there, yeah, hit lots of putts with robots, different locations, impact mapping on the face, which gives you different, um, uh, different results. Sure. So what I think one of the big things now is to try and actually deliver the same ball speeds yeah. off the face, irrespective of where you strike it. Yeah. I think when we do putter fits, people get very obsessed with launching forward roll and sure. you know, get very, almost like that's the primary performance characteristics. An mm -hmm. impact ratio isn't, isn't really sort of focused upon enough and they're maybe not aware of those energy spikes and, and sort of losses and, and where they happen, but yep. that, that's a huge one for you guys is maintaining sure. that, that consistent impact ratio. Because again, it, it comes back to the player, you're after feedback. The player hits two identical putts yep. and they are identical in mm. terms of the club delivery, yep. but a different strike point the ball goes two different distances, yeah. one then have, there's a break, one misses low, one sure. goes in, and then none the wiser. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose that comes back now to coaching. My pet hate is people putting with earphones in. They lose that Feedback. sound and that, that, that is crucial. Mm. So if I see kids with <laughs> earphones in on the putting green, I just want to wring their neck. Clip round the ear. Clip round the ear, because you're losing <laughs> the most important sound and, and feedback that you're going to get. Yeah. So of all the parameters on there, we've got our club delivery on the left side, yep. we've got the ball, the ball does on the right side of, of sure. the software. What are the really key uh, parameters on there that you're looking for as, as constants when it comes to performance? Sure. We, we've created our putter fitting flowchart effectively, yep. and I think that's balled out of all the, the data we've collected over the years, but the, the consistency of face rotation, yep. so I need the, 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 put, the, the player's got to deliver the putter at the same rate. Yeah? If you can't have somebody rotating it one, let's say 60 degrees per second, sure. and then holding off the next one, yep. that's going to lead to a very inconsistent face angle. So that's key. Mm -hmm. So things like grip, length of shaft, yep. posture, all of those weighting, that, that's key there. Yep. Um, then goes on into face angle. How repeatable can we actually get the face for start direction? That then leads into ball speed. Mm -hmm. How repeatable is the speed of the ball as it comes off? So you've got to get a lot of good things right to have consistent ball speed. Yeah. Then it goes into launch angle. Yeah. 
So what is the consistent delivery of that launch? Yeah, how the shaft and the putter, the tack angle, low point. Yep. And then the final, if you get those things right, nine times out of 10, the point of true roll yeah. is, is, a, is, a, is a consistent number. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. The, um, the last couple of years, there's, there's been a lot of talk about shafts and putters. Sure. Um, so probably more than ever, everyone kind of just went, you know, took whatever, took for granted whatever was was in yep. in the putter, and even at the top level, sure. there's probably more people looking at shaft technology and putters in, in the amateur game than there is in the top level. Um, it, it's, in terms of who's putting it in playing tournament golf. Yep, yep, no question. Um, I don't know if you realise we've actually developed our own. You might have seen yep. that one. That's good lead up there. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> but but absolutely, I think head weights have got heavier. Yep, there's there's no doubt about that, and. You, you can't just be putting uh, just the bog standard yeah. $1 shaft into a putter where all the R&D goes into the head. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do see under high speed how that shaft works. Yeah. Um, I think some of the testing that we, we've done, any sort of inconsistency in sort of transition, yeah. they go a bit after it, they don't finish the backswing maybe a little over the top, you, you, the, the shaft will fishtail mm -hmm. and actually will add loft deloft, add loft deloft, as well as the traditional torque. Sure. So it's, I think from, from a quintic perspective, one of the hardest numbers to be consistent is launch. Yeah. I think good players can get a repeatable face. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of part mm -hmm. putters out there, shafts out there yeah. with low torque to, to help with that. Mm -hmm. But this one is, is key. You only got to hold a putter and you can see the flex that's Definitely. created. And, and that's, you know, that's that pressure, like you said, when you're starting to get up into the 400 gram head weights sure. and things like that, and you're on a fairly slow green and you've got a 50 foot putt, yep. there, there's a lot going on down there. There is a lot happening. Yep. Yeah, there is a lot. Yeah, so, so in your opinion, obviously, you've been working on that and you've got some significant data to show that, that the evolution of the shaft and putter is, is a, a really useful uh, tool to help. With, Absolutely. With you, and I think the, the problem, you can't just put a poker, metal poker in there that's yeah. completely stiff because then you, the player loses the feel. Right. And effect, effectively the sweet spot becomes a pinprick. Yeah. So it's that trade-off, trying to find something that still feels nice and playable, mm -hmm. but yet still got the performance yep. when, it, when it comes to delivering that, that putter. Yeah. We do a lot of re-gripping now and for oversized grips and sure. super strokes, obviously in the market yep. it's a big, big player. What have you seen from a, a data standpoint to show some differences for players? I, I know we talked a little bit about there can be changes in impact ratio and things like that with different grips. Yeah, grips. Um, I think probably the grip would be the face rotation. Sure. Would be the biggest thing there. Um, probably your traditional putter has got a very thin, go back 10, 15 sure. years, very, very Pig thin man. thing. Yeah, yeah very, very Scottish thin studio. grip. Yeah, exactly. And often leads to a lot of face rotation right and again just like with the full swing you're trying to match face and path yeah. as it's coming you don't want that face path angle deviating I think one of the parameters for me would be one degree if you can keep it within one degree through impact you're going to be hard could be pretty happy yeah but you will get people as they're working on path but have a big sort of arc so the face is open pre-impact and yeah. closed post mm -hmm. and changing the grip size has a, can have a big big impact in that one. Yeah, 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 we see that for sure. And the effects of counterweighting as well with putters? Sure, I think 
again, I think that's partly to the head weight, trying to make the whole putter feel more balanced to bring the swing weight back neutral. Yeah. But what that does is obviously increase the overall weight of the putter. Um, and I do think the overall weight of the putter is, is a big part to play. You wouldn't give some, like a heavy putter to a, to a junior. Why should that have somebody that's six foot four and 200 plus pounds? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be different. Um, we do find, as if you took the same putter and you increase the weight, yeah, so you have six different models, mm -hmm. there is definitely a bell curve where they can't square the putter. They get a point where they can square it, and then if it gets too heavy, they lose it again. Right. So it's finding that optimal combination of overall weight, head weight, grip weight, that, that the player can dial into. I mean, it makes sense, even within our fittings of irons and drivers if you if you go too light you can send that players and have a certain miss and then yep. if you hit that certain weight that's perfect for them you know everything comes together and sure and then if you go too heavy you'll see it yep. go again yeah yep. absolutely um, in terms of, of a takeaway for everyone listening what what could you say or what kind of little pieces of advice could you give that will give a, a kind of very broad sort of route for improvement sure I think Get, get your putter fitted. Right. I, I, a lot of people are still not doing that. No, absolutely they're not. And, and part of that fitting process is understanding where you aim that yeah. putter. Mm -hmm. So colours, lines, offsets, hosels, all of that can yeah. make a big impact in how you actually address the putter. Right. Let's get one that you can aim. And then from a, from a coaching and a, a perspective, you've got an eight foot putt and it misses on the left edge. I need, I need the player to understand why it's missed. Yeah. If they don't know why it's missed left edge, we're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> we're in big, big trouble. Most guys, you hit a shot and it, you, you pull it left edge of the fairway, mm -hmm. left, left semi. If they're having lessons and an understanding of the game, realize what they've done. Yeah. On the putting green, no. Yeah. Uh, we notice that a lot of times through a putter fitting, first thing that you look at the, the client their alignment is horrendous. often way out. I mean, yeah. my alignment's horrendous, but it's sure. you when you stand behind someone, you look at it, yeah. you just wonder, well, it might not be the putter right now, it, it could be the, the sure. person themselves. Sure. So, the alignment and posture are key. I mean, I, I say things literally 95% of putting is posture. Yeah, you know if they're going to miss it before they've even pulled the trigger, or they've got some one hell of some hand eye coordination to get yeah. that right. Yeah. So, and the last thing you want is a mis-aim and a misread, trying to compensate for, for, for a putt. Yeah, yeah. Who are some of the, the kind of people you've had on the system that have just been almost robotic in their ability to recreate consistent numbers? Well, I go back in the early days, David Hell. He was, was, was phenomenal, he wasn't was he? a machine, yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, <clears throat> very impressive. Um, the, the, the next guy that obviously Pordic, very good at pace. Yep. Not not as brilliant in face control, but face and the ability to call out where it was and right. the speed was, was was incredible. And and then I'll go, Danny, Danny Willett. Sure. The, the his hold was alignment. Yep. The issue with alignment, and the goal was to be the best player inside eight feet. Right. And that was alignment, alignment, contact. Mm. And that that it was as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and the ability to know, again, where you call out the numbers where it hits it on the face. 
yeah. and I think that that's really important from a coaching and, and an understanding of what's happening. Yeah. I'm sure you get guys to hit shots and they call out numbers, launch sure. angles before it appears on the screen. Yeah. yeah. And I would always encourage coaches not to just look at the screen, to actually predict what's going to come up right. rather than just watch the screen. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's happened. Yeah. And I, I, I do that all the time with Quintic. Players hitting shots, right? I'm trying to work out what they're doing before I kind of look at the data yeah. to see if my eye is still seeing what I think I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, and I, I love the fact that you get players hit putts. Where's that high, low on the face, heel, toe? Mm -hmm. What was the launch angle? Yeah. What was the what was the speed? Yeah. And you, they get good. They can get good. I've got some good juniors that are calling out this data really pretty pretty spot on. Impressive. Uh, that just gives you confidence when you're out yeah. on the green. Yeah. Their awareness of what's happening. Yeah, and in an era where we're, we're so focused on speed, how far the ball is going, there's everyone's trying to hit it further and further. I really feel, you know, our, our responsibility as, as club fitters and, and people who have, you know, a platform to have a voice to, to do stuff like this and, and, and kind of get this message out there that people are not being fit for putters. They're overlooking it. They're still going yep. down and going, yeah, I like the look and feel of that one. I'll give it a go With, sure. without any feedback or any kind of uh, logic behind what they're doing. What you said it earlier, hole backwards. I think too many people go the other way. Sure. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. Work out how to get the thing in the hole and then we can we can build that back. Yep. Athletic ability can come and we can we can get the driver later, but sure. somehow what what are the fundamentals to get this thing actually in the hole? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. Well hopefully there's a lot of people are are have listened to this and, and this is kind of you know sure. striking a chord with them and, and they can they can maybe make a change in their own mindset and, and get get to someone, you know, whoever it may be, their local club fitters and and start doing some uh, some work and getting fitted for the right putters. Get fitted for the putter, yeah. Excellent. Well, Paul, appreciate your time as always. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Not at all.